31st Street. Happy Hour, Mutiny Radio, .fm, here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. It's 6 o'clock. It's Mutiny Radio here in .sf. Hey, uh, how loud is it out there? I can turn up the speaker if I need to, or is it? It's okay? Okay, good. Lifting the veil for you all behind the curtain, listening to MutinyRadio.fm. We don't have that stacked of a list, so I'm not terribly worried. And I know that Spencer didn't want to go first because he's like, I want to wait till there's people there. And Emily was like, I've got time and stuff. And Dakota's like, I just finished doing a whole podcast. And Lauren's like, I'm not like till the 7th on the list or something. So I will fill time. Dom is here too, but you said you didn't want to go up. You said you didn't want to go up. I'm sorry, you're a person now. You didn't identify. I just went through all the comedians. You didn't, you told me, I asked you if you wanted a set and you said no. So I was like, I considered you an audience person, a real person with a soul. Not one of these soulless monsters. But, um... Do you want to go up first? I was just going to burn time until some more comics come so that they have people. No, you're not holding anybody up. Okay, clap your hands together. Yay! Hey, I was just burning time for a second until more comics came so that the comics would have people to perform in front of besides themselves, besides you. Hi! Welcome. Yay. Here we are. Mutiny Radio on a Monday. It's 6 o'clock. Yay. And for the first time today, it's sunny. Isn't that nice? When I finally have to be indoors, now I can't choose to be outside. It's okay. I lament nothing. Things, things are good. Hi. Hi, listener watchers. I'll try to wave at you when you do things so that we can recognize that you're there whoever you are. Hey, crowd work. Hey. Don G, uh, is quaffing up the beard. Real trim. Like, it's uh, with the the whole thing, I feel like your whole fiancé, I know you hate the word, but the fiancé, you're doing a lot. Of, you're doing some manscaping on the face, looking trim and nice, shaped well. Yeah, you bet. Just giving compliments to the audience. Everybody's, you got great, you got beard game on. Yeah, I can see you trimming it up, too. I have great beard game, too. You can't even see mine, right? It's like I'm doing a lot of plucking. It is it's hard. It's, I do. I have to pluck a lot, but I can't, it's impossible. I have reading glasses because I can't see a goddamn thing. I look in the mirror. I think I look great. I'm just beer goggling myself every day. I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so great. And then I put on my reading glasses. I'm like, oh, my, is that my face? <laughs> those, are, those are pretty deep wrinkles. That must come from the smoking I do every day. Yeah, all the time. That's my fault. But I'm mad at God. <laughs> you did this to me. No, I, it only happens when I put the glasses on. Again, just don't wear glasses. But, but I can feel the hairs, you know? 
So I never understood when I was reading those books when I was little when they'd say, not by the hairs of my chinny chin chin. And now I get it. I've got like 27 little goats here on this hill. Woo. There's one right there. Uh, anyway, that's the only reason I've been, um, I've been single for a long time. And the really the only thing I miss about my ex-boyfriend is that he used to pluck my face. <laughs> he'd get up real close and he could see. He enjoyed it. He, he, yeah, he plucked my boob hairs too. That's when I think you know that a relationship is either continuing or it's over. Like you, if they're plucking your boob hairs and they know exactly how you masturbate, you're either getting married or you're leaving each other or you're on the last or you're about to say, let's have anal sex. Just so everyone knows, that's what you do before you leave your husband. Anybody else divorced? That's what you do. If she offers up the butt, you know it's time to get out <laughs> or stay. I don't know. I It was not satisfying. Uh, cool. I'm divorced. Chinny chin chin hairs. Oh, good. Another person came in. Hi. It's Honest Charlie. Very nice. Running for mayor. I will never be able to run for mayor because... All of Mutiny Radio is cataloged in the computer. All of the podcasts. Back from the days when we used to drink here. We're not allowed to drink here. That's a thing. Because uh, there was one time, ha, Tim Pizza peed in a dog bowl. Like there was, it was, we, we had a thing, we had a show where the comedians all had to have three drinks before they performed. And then they were paired up with an audience member and everyone was wearing diapers and they had to not pee themselves before they went on stage and someone won a prize. Anyways, there were comedians in diapers and we were having a really fun time. <laughs> so I practice, this is the last thing I say before I open this up. At the Brain Wine, I didn't want to just have comedians in diapers without checking them out first because I bought the Depends and I wasn't just going to, I come from theater, like you do a, a dry run it was it was a dress rehearsal it was a wet run so I did it first at brainwash from back in the day and so I wore the depends undergarments underneath my jeans and I got up on stage at the brainwash and I stood up in front of everybody and I was like I am doing an experiment and I made myself pee in front of everybody. And it's harder than you think to stand up in front of an audience of people with diapers on and pee, like in front of people. It's weird, but I didn't leak. So I was like, okay, safety test checked. Everything works. So then I felt okay to bring the technology here to Mutiny Radio where it did not work. Things were leaking. The best part was, it was my birthday also, and the best part was Sammy Obage showed up really late, and he's like, can I get a guest set? <laughs> and anyone who knows Jonathan, Jonathan was like, you have to wear a diaper! <laughs> and Sammy Obage is like, I'm not wearing a diaper. And Jonathan was like, you can't get a set here unless you wear a diaper. And then I walk up to him and I was like, it's okay, it's Sammy Obage, you can come and you can do a set. He did not, he did not wear, he did 20 minutes, he didn't have a diaper. I was just honored that he came, that he showed up. He didn't know it was my birthday. He didn't know that we were going to be, it was, there. I was wearing a bathrobe and I was flashing everybody. See, that's what happens. That's what San Francisco used to be like. Okay, uh, Emily, you're first on the list because Denise isn't here. Do you want to take it or do you want Spencer? What do you want? 
Are you okay? Well, no, you were first on the list. I don't even know where Spencer is on the list. I just remember. He's, oh, he's doing something. Okay, yes, it's you. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm really excited to bring up your first comedian of the night. She's the media director here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Emily Rudolph. Yay! Thanks. Thank you. I've been super busy. I didn't care much, and uh, Dakota just gave me the craziest dab dabs ever. I will say this while I'm here. I have a podcast on Wednesday now from 6 to 8 on Mutiny Radio. So if you want to tune into that or follow on Instagram and get little clips and stuff, or if you want to be on the show, I'll clip up things that you say and put it on the internet with pictures of badgers. So, yeah. Um, <coughs> there's been a lot of uh, weed shows in my recent calendar and it's been it feels like I'm training for something and I keep trying to like do comedy while I'm more high and I don't know I'm not I know that that doesn't sound good but it's just what life has thrown at me lately you know uh, and I went to the doctor just to make sure that everything is good you know I like to try and keep everything I just turned 30 so I'm nervous thanks so everything's about to fall apart, uh, yeah. And um, he was asking me a lot of questions, you know, as they do. And he was like, are you incorporating a balanced breakfast into your day? And I was like, yeah, bro, I have a balanced bowl every morning, half indica, half sativa with a sprinkle of keef on top. My doctor doesn't like that. I have to report my marijuana use to Kaiser every week now online. Um, <laughs> That's true, actually. They make me say that before I have therapy. It's like, have you used marijuana this week? <laughs> I'm like, whatever, come and get me. Um, <coughs> I'm probably one of the last, like, generations or years that remembers, like, buying weed from a creepy guy in a house that looks like it was an abandoned who has, like, really long toenails and ten cats. That's not a joke because that was a true story. Um... What did I want to actually talk to you guys about? Uh, so do you guys remember the worst job that you've ever had? Yeah. How many of you have that job right now? If you become mayor, then you're going to have the worst. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I used to work in a call center, and, and it was awful. Like, this place was, they trained phlebotomists on site, which if you don't know what that means, that means that, like, girls, I mean, so there were some guys, but it was a majority, of, it happened to be a majority of women that went to the school, and they would come in, and they were, like, learning to draw blood, and they would be like, who wants to get their blood drawn? Get out of work for an hour, and I was always like, me! Uh, so that was, that was weird. It was, um, it was the closest I've ever been to society's most deranged people, those phone calls, you know, besides my own family, um, and walking here from the car, I worked there for about a year before they finally promoted me to live chat, um, which was a big honor. They didn't pay me more. They were like, no, but people will have to type out their verbal abuse to you now. And uh, yeah, so that gave me time to like really reflect on the abuse that people would throw our way. 
and we had this one guy who was just he was really mean and he kept starting new live chats and demanding a hamburger right uh, and he was just like give me a hamburger like bitch like a bunch of slurs and i got tired of it i added my manager um and he just starts sending this guy pictures of hamburger ingredients that he found off google and the chat slowed down and the guy on the other end finally writes back no pickles please um yeah i <laughs> i'm tired uh, i grew up in the southwest and i'm tired of people assuming that i don't season my food um, people, I've been inviting new friends over for dinner and they keep showing up with their own little tiny salt and pepper. I don't really get that. It's rude. <laughs> and I just turned, like I said, I just turned 30 and, uh, people keep asking me like, oh, how does it feel? How does it feel to be 30? It doesn't feel any different. Um, except for when I'm on Facebook, I just noticed my friends getting older. And the other day, uh, I got online and someone that I went to high school with posted he's from phoenix right it's mostly strip malls dirt there he said i forgot how brown phoenix is but i'm glad to be back i was like that's inappropriate it's good to end on a really awkward note thanks guys <laughs> yay let's hold the pickles please emily rudolph yay hey call centers i did that once it's nice, though, when they have, like, ways to incentivize you, like, um, gift certificates to food things. And you're like, ooh, I can eat. Uh, you're, <laughs> they're like, make them sell. Your next comedian. Oh, my gosh. Spencer, it's you. Are you okay? Are you, are you, oh, you were on the, then we'll go Dakota. He's standing up. That'll work. All right, everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Dakota Price. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, your favorite person in the whole world, I know. It's me, Dakota, the guy, the rapscallion, the, the, the former felon. Former felon. Ooh, yeah, guys. Uh, all of the uh, charges of, uh, the, that the state of Texas had against me were eventually expunged. So I was a felon. At one point, my gun rights were taken away from me, and I couldn't vote and all kinds of other crazy shit. But now I can. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the year 2018, I was arrested and put behind bars for the possession and delivery of marijuana. And now I have a license that lets me sell weed legally. Yeah. You know, and that's just a cool accomplishment. And every time I get to say it, it just makes me happy. And my mom is smiling up at me from hell. Like, just like, you're doing so good, son. Smoking a joint herself, you know, because that's apparently what all of us, you know, weed smokers are doing. We're going to burn in hell eternally forever. I don't know. This was uh, a Christian told me once, uh, you know, uh, I had a weird childhood growing up. I had really young parents. You know, my dad was a cowboy. My mom was like a little rock, was a young rock star, you know. And uh, it's actually a weird fact, you know, my parents were the exact same age uh, when they had me that I was when I had my first child, like crazy. Like, you know, like my me and my dad were the same age and, you know, my mom and my partner, they were the same. Fucking it just worked out crazy fucking whatever weird weirdness. Right. 
And, you know, this is how cool me and my mom are, you know, like I was like, mom, you know, I told her the story about how we found out that, you know, that my significant other was pregnant. And I was like, mom, how'd you find out you were pregnant with me? She was like, well, honestly, uh, what happened was me and your dad were mad at each other at the time. So I was doing cocaine with my friend and uh, he had just uh, passed out in the bathroom and uh, like uh, may or may not have been overdosing. Then I laid there on the couch and then I felt you just doing backflips in my stomach, you know, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes the sense why we're doing cocaine right now. That's crazy, Bob. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. You know, it makes, I love cocaine. No, I don't. I don't do drugs anymore, guys. I'm actually seven years clean off of methamphetamines and hard drugs. Yeah, I'm sober. I'm like California sober though, because like I am like reeking of marijuana and like right now, like I just sm I smoke weed like for breakfast, like um, you know, you just replace one healthy addiction with another, you know. Instead of uh, hot railing methamphetamines, I'm just like taking 500 milligrams of edibles for breakfast. Like I'm just, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah that's how I start my day off. Uh, I don't know. I'm just talking about stuff, working on things, working on uh, some new material, guys. Uh, I've been <laughs> talking about my parents a lot, mostly because, like, uh, I've been trying to, like, talk about my, my, my traumas up here. Uh, and one of those traumas is, like, I've seen my parents, like, fuck more than anybody that should have ever, like, walked in on their parents fucking. Like, you know, like, like uh, it's okay. I've heard people doing it, like, once or twice. And it's, like, you know, like, dad's, like, planking on top of mom, you know. But I never had that, like, like that delicacy, you know. Like, like I, like left the house just to like long enough to come back and like, oh, I forgot my keys. And they're like doing it in the living room. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is like, I was barely gone for like five seconds, guys. Like, y'all couldn't wait. Like, they're like, the house is free. Let's go right now. What the fuck, man? Life is weird. Uh, I just did my podcast for an hour and 45 minutes, and I, I got to talk about uh, Fast and Furious movies and stuff, and this is my impression of Vin Diesel in every action movie, because well, this is a cool dog. I don't know whose dog this is, but this is a cool dog. This dog is my friend now. Um, anyway, isn't it beautiful? Like, uh, this is still the show from... Uh, yeah, he's in here. He's hanging out. Luke? Luke. All right, guys. This is my impression of uh, Vin Diesel in every single action movie that he's in ever, right? They don't give him, like, the best lines. They just give him really, like, quality lines, and he does things like they're, like, <laughs> the bad stuff is chasing them, and he's, like, leading a group of people away from harm, and he says, move. And someone goes, what? He says, I said Move. And then just runs like crazy, and that's it. That's all he. That's all he gets. Like, <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't even know, guys. Fuck it. That's my line. That's my time. Uh, I'm out of here. Uh, Y'all have a great time. Uh, bye. Dakota Prize, everyone. Yeah, trust me, my friend's an expert on Mondays from four to six. Today was wild. It was wild and wacky. It's hard to get a word in edgewise, but fun and wonderful every week. Yay. Um, so we have a weird thing happening where Denise Lee was supposed to be here um, 
but she's not. And then um, Sophia Garrett said she was going to be late too. And then Sean Derham isn't here. Um, so Ch Charlie, you showed up. Do you do you want to or just Kavita? Are you chomping at the? But you were in the middle too. So I just you were sort of. Do you, would you like to go up now? Well, no, it's they all pre-signed. Yeah, so would you like to go up? Are you cool with it? All right, hey, everybody's running for mayor. Put your hands together for Honest Charlie. Hey, Mutiny, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I've been tuning in on Instagram and uh, uh, to a Comedy Workshop, and uh, yeah, it's really nice to be here. I've uh, been helping out Joan, who has a show here, and 4 p.m. on uh, Wednesday, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be in here and see the place, and yeah, I uh, I brought an agenda, currently running for mayor, I just wanted to put that up there in advance, I'm not without an agenda, and I don't hide it, <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, my name is Honest Charlie, I spell Charlie with an L-E-Y, that's my middle name, I uh, can't have a lie in my name, after all. Right in the middle, too. Um, but yeah, it was my great-grandfather's nickname. He was given that name by his community in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, now I'm running for mayor of San Francisco with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going really well. I'm currently leading Mayor London Breed, alphabetically. My last name is Bodkin. So that's two letters before R, the O. Um, and yeah, I'm a new breed of politician. I'm an honest one. Jeez, uh, the other day at the uh, San Francisco nightclub conference, Mayor Breed admitted she uh, was stopped by some Canadian tourists out on the Embarcadero on a Wednesday night. And they asked her, hey, what, is there a good nightclub to go to? And she was like, oh, I really can't think of one. Well, let me assure you, I have <laughs> some recommendations. Um, Monarch, Oasis, go down the list, uh, Great Northern. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we need uh, more honest leadership here in San Francisco. There's a statue of one of the last honest leaders uh, America's seen outside of uh, City Hall. His name is Honest Abe. And uh, I sure hope to have even the smallest fraction of impact that he had. Um, but I also hope to tell more dad jokes than he did. <laughs> uh, and tonight I've got some uh, dad jokes for you, um, but uh, they say don't tell bad dad jokes at stand-up, but tonight I'm throwing caution to the wind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't always tell dad jokes, but when I do, he laughs. But uh, yeah, what do you call an average ogre? a mediocre yeah um i may be a lousy comedian but i'm gonna be a much better mayor and if you elect me to be mayor i won't have time to be performing comedy and elicit groans from folks but um that's one reason to vote for me actually <laughs> um let's see i believe in a more fair more equitable san francisco uh, a more fun San Francisco. I want this whole city to feel like a big old party where everyone feels safe, having fun, and can afford to be here. Uh, and vote Honest for Mayor. Honestformayor.org. Vote Honest. Thanks, Muni. Stay up there, stay up there. We have another microphone. Does anyone have any questions they want to ask Honest Charlie? We still have time. 
Does anyone have any questions they want to ask Honest Charlie, either um, as a comedian or as as a mayor? Thing? Yes, go 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 up to the microphone I'm there an, on stage. I'm an please, open please book. Ask questions of Honest Charlie. Will you be on my podcast? Yes. Okay. There we go. Mondays, yes. four to six. Okay. Yeah, before this thing. Okay, it's like great. Two hours earlier. Do you have Badgers too? No, I, That's I a different podcast. That's a different. Podcast. That's Wednesdays, six to eight. You can okay, do all you the promised podcasts. to badger me. Okay. Oh, called, sweet. Trust, but uh, are, would you say that you're an expert? Would you be an expert at being the mayor? Yeah, yeah. I I've been Fuck studying yeah. politics most of my life, and uh, yeah, I think uh, you right, know honesty. You honesty is very important in leadership. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite politician of all time, alive or dead? Uh, JFK, Lincoln. Uh, yeah. One good looking, one ugly, both likable. Very nice. Lincoln was pretty tall though. So Th yeah, yeah, he's pretty tall. Very nice. Last question from the audience for Honest nice Charlie. Hey, Honest Charlie, I have a question. So um, this gets ahead of my gig, but like, so I live in the Tenderloin, right? Very savory where I live, very right? Tender. Very delicious. Mm. You know, there's a lot of seasoning on the street. It's very spicy, very dicey. And I have a question. So what are you going to do at City Hall that lives so close to it to make an effective change? Because if... I just want to know, like, it's so close. Why is it? Do you think it's so difficult for City Hall to see and do something? About it? Well, the first thing I'm doing as mayor is uh, lowering my salary. Whoa. Uh, mayor makes a lot of money, and we'll put that money into an army of what I'm calling problem solvers to hit the streets, starting maybe in the Tenderloin, to uh, help people solve their problems and get back into homes, not just housing, but. Uh, live dignified lives where they start to get more uh, involved in their communities through work, volunteer, other opportunities. Honest Charlie, killing it. Clap it up, everybody. Honest Charlie. All right, thank you, Moonbeam. Vote Honest Charlie. Yay. Great answers. Yay. Yay, and then yay. All right. Your next comedian. She's just a lovely human being. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay. up i'm also running for mayor no <laughs> uh I, I i date a lot of white men which i feel like you could have guessed from my hair or my outfit uh, i i feel like i like to date white men because i really like white moms oh. like white moms are so generous like they're always giving me things that i never really had when i was younger like snacks and verbal affirmations you know like, my ex's mom would always say things to me like, the girls Jordan used to date were so rude, but you're so polite. And I would just always think, like, of course I'm polite to your face. Yeah. I was raised with proper manners. I don't talk shit until I get home, and then I tell everyone. Uh, once my ex told his buddy, Denise is like, isn't like the other girls I've dated. Like, she hasn't, like, gone through my phone and, like, gone crazy on me. Like, she's so normal. She's honestly, like, kind of boring. And I thought that last part was unnecessary to say because I read this conversation going through his phone, you know. <laughs> but he's right. I'm not like his exes who would go through his phone and then, like, scream at him, you know. Like, after I went through his phone, I was totally calm while I burned it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm coming terms. I'm coming to terms with the fact that I, I have a chubby face. I'm not chubby, but I have a chubby face. And I know this because my last hairdresser, Andy, was like, 
I'm not going to cut your hair too short because long hair hides chubby faces. And I was like, okay, thank you, because I don't like conflict. <laughs> Once my friend suggested I cut my hair short, and I was like, I can't. I have long hair because it hides my chubby face. And she was like, Denise, don't be so self-deprecating. Your face doesn't look chubby at all. And I was like, holy shit, it's working. And Andy knew what he was talking about. I'm a, I'm a repeat customer now. <laughs> all right, let's see. Um, uh, a new thing I learned, so I'm from Texas, and a new thing I learned when I moved to San Francisco was something called portion control. That was new to me. And, like, I used to eat a whole bag of chips at once, but now I can just, like, eat half a bag of chips, put it away, forget about it. And then I'll open another bag of chips, you know, eat half of that. I'm like, they're different flavors. Um, cool, okay. My best friend made me take a pole dancing class with her. She was like, pole dancing is a great way to increase your confidence. And I was like, that's interesting because I've never mentioned having low confidence. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 pole dancing was really fun, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I could be like a professional pole dancer. You know? And, and my, my pole dancing teacher didn't think so, and I know she thought I was bad at it because she kept saying things to me like, way to step out of your comfort zone or you're looking very brave up there like i know my vibe is not like a typical pole dancer vibe but i still think there's a place for me at the strip club like i like to think i would be the type of pole dancer that could inspire men to go home and provide for their families you know like i'm not here to entertain i'm here to ignite a sense of responsibility i would go up to men and i'd be like oh you come here often? And then he'd just be like, not anymore, no. All right, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone, yay! Um, hey, she was talking about pole dancers. If you wanna stick around, I, all I thought was sticking to a pole, but if anyone sticks around to the end of the show, we're gonna be recording a commercial for the upcoming Comedy Crawl this weekend. So. If you want to be on the commercial and stick around, it'd be amazing because they're always better when it's not just me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, come do this thing. And people are like, fuck you, Pam. No, it's better to have other voices and all that kind of stuff. Your next comedian. He's so funny and wonderful. Put your hands together. First Benzer Devine. All right, all right, calm down. Uh, hi, Paul. Uh, let's get this, uh, let's get it out of the way. Uh, I know it's apparent. Uh, I am not a doctor, okay? <laughs> I swear I have no medical training, nor is this a stylistic choice. You see, what happened is my girlfriend assumed I was mature enough to own a candle and stuffed animals. <laughs> Not, and I, if I, if I succeed at nothing, it, it's proving her wrong. Uh, you know, uh, I am a, I'm able to knock 
anything off of I feel like I was a cat in a previous life because I can knock anything off of fucking anything else. Is there something on something in your house that you need not on that thing? I'll come over. I'll knock it right the fuck off. Is there no logical way that I could somehow stumble that way and knock that thing off? Give me a minute. I'll find a fucking way. I'm an accident waiting to happen. Do do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? The one that lives on Mulberry Lane? No, Jeff! So the other day... I was hanging out with my friend and he dropped his sandwich on the ground and a seagull came by and stole his sandwich. And he was like, well, that's fucked up. I was going to eat that after it was on the ground. But he was like, I hope that seagull feels bad. And I'm like, really? Why? Well, like, what? What does that? What does that bring you? Do you hope that seagull dies someday? Will that bring you joy? What sort of like internal turmoil do you want that seagull to have? He's like, well, I enjoyed that bagel, but at what cost to my morality? Like, no, it's just a bird. It's eating food. It's fine. I don't get why gun control is a debate nowadays. Everyone's all worried about gun control. Uh, who can who can have guns? Who can't have guns? I don't understand it because the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence, okay, originally said we have the right to bear arms. Okay, B E A R. Bear arms is what it was meant to be in the original document, and that had nothing to do with guns. And that would have been a much safer thing for the country because, for one, have you ever seen a bear with a gun? No, you have not. They don't have the thumbs for them. Uh, Are you telling me the country wouldn't be a safer place if everyone was better at climbing trees and eating honey? Those are pretty passive skills. But like they're, you know, it's still like a, it's still like a weapon, sort of. Even though a bear claw like this, it's going to attack your hips. Before, before it attacks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you so, thank you so much, Pam. Thank you so, yeah, that's it. And, and you know that this country, this country was uh, based on bears. It, it was, it was all throughout the Declaration of Independence, even in the stock market. You know, any market that's not a bear market, bull. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. I read all these thing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm going to end on that. That's fine. Woo! Spencer Devine, he's so smart. Just when you think he's going to just do goose jokes and then he comes out with bear jokes. I love Spencer Devine. He's amazing. He's incredible. All right. 
really exciting. He's on the he's on this weekend's shows. So exciting. Yay. Okay. Your next comedian. Hey, clap your hands together for Sean Derham. Yay. Hi. You guys know that quote, um, those who can't do teach. Well, I, I had to quit teaching because it was too hard. But what does that say about me? Like, is the next step to teach other teachers? But what if I hate that too? Like, at what point do I just get to be able to say I, I just can't? Okay. Glad I got that one out. Here, here's, a, here's a dumb one. I'm a, a sex worker. Well, more like a sex volunteer. Like, my sex life is mostly donation-based. I get a lot of hand-me-downs. All right, this is going terrible. I don't even remember what my last line of that joke was. I don't even remember the last line of that joke. I'll forget that one ever happened. Um... I was uh, body shamed by my doctor. He told me I have a small bladder. You know, I told that guy, um, I said, hey, doc, no woman's ever complained about the size of my bladder. I've never been in a crowded bathroom and gotten insecure that I was the first one to stop peeing. Never intentionally slowed down my stream so that I can last longer. Okay. This is fun. Someone just told me yesterday, like, mutiny is where, like, you know your jokes suck because you can see everyone's faces when they react to them. And I'm feeling that currently. Oh, I don't, I don't need the support, guys. It's okay. It's okay. This is how I learned. I'll do the, uh, you know, I, I got to work on a few lines in this joke. My my car is falling apart, and I, I've gotten to a point where I'm just kind of letting everything go. Like, really, my bad brakes are all your problem now. And I'm not even worried about someone stealing my catalytic converter. Because at least that means my car has value to someone. I, mine could already be missing. I, I wouldn't know the difference. Okay, I don't know if I have anything. That was just the one part I wanted to try in that joke. Let me see. Let me see with my last, like, 40 seconds. Uh, uh, 
Nah, I don't think I have anything short that I got to work on. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, now I've learned things about myself. <laughs> Sean Derham, everyone. Sean Derham. La, 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 la. Wow. Uh, just so everyone knows, we've been a little wonky on the list. So I just want to let everybody know where we are and what's happening next. Um, we, I don't want to say your next comedian's name because I'm trying to save it for the claps. But after that lovely comedian will be another lovely comedian, Lauren Kraut. And then after that lovely comedian, it's a rock block. It's a huge rock block of lovely comedians because it's going to go. Sophie, oh, I, I just fucked up my own thing. It's your next comic and then Lauren and then Kavita and then Brady. So what a beautiful, gorgeous lineup. And your next comedian so funny, so wonderful. You guys put your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Yay! Thanks, friends. Okay, okay, we're gonna start with, um, my friend went on a first date recently um, with this guy from Hinge, and for their first date, he took her to an AA meeting. Yeah. She came back and was like, you know, you don't have to be an alcoholic to go to those meetings. He goes just to talk. Like, okay, I feel like the reason the group is talking is important. It's like going to a KKK meeting because you like bonfires. <laughs> They're like, you here for the rally? You're like, and there's a rally? Oh my God, my date's gonna love this. Can you imagine how hot you have to be to put all your red flags on display in the first date and things still work out for you? I once told a guy on a date that I thought blueberries were the worst kind of berry and he walked out on me. <laughs> he took her to an AA meeting and she was like is it wet in here or is it just me it's the same um, I passed by some graffiti the other day on the wall that said my dad's gay I think <laughs> he wasn't even sure <laughs> can you imagine he like, comes back the next week and he's like turns out my dad's just stylish that's my bad. That's my bad. All right, I had a dream the other night that I laid an egg with MMA superstar Conor McGregor. And the only concerning part of the dream for me was that I might have to raise it. Like, that, I, that's how much I hate children. So I was panicking in this dream. I go to my mom, and she's like, what are you worried about? Conor is your perfect match. Conor McGregor has gone to prison three times. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was like, I know he is, but that's not the problem. She's like, what are you worried about? You have a beautiful, healthy egg. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but what if it hatches and it wants something from me? <laughs> that's all. We'll keep working on it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my mom is unable to, to buy anything in moderation. I asked her to pick up some tampons for me the other day, and she came back, and she was like, check out what I got. Open the cabinet. Floor-to-ceiling tampons. Whole thing was tampons. I was like, how many holes do you think I have? <laughs> there are other people bleeding in North America. <laughs> kind of natural disaster you're trying to clog. Okay. Well, that flew by. I guess I'll just do, okay, so it's Pride Month. I'll do this one. My um, 
My uncle has some pretty controversial opinions. I went to his house for lunch recently, and his car, in his driveway, was a car with a bumper sticker that said, straight and proud. I was like, wow. He's, it's gone full circle. You know, he's so homophobic, he's now participating in pride. He loved to see it. And I walked in just in time to see him biting in, I swear to God, biting into a hard-boiled egg shell on. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, thanks for asking. Every day, eat 12 hard-boiled eggs shell on for the calcium. I was like, god damn, straight men have no idea what to be proud of. That's why we leave it to the gays. I, his, his priorities confuse me, though. Like, he wakes up every morning, he's like, stop the gays, build the wall, but get enough calcium along the way. <laughs> Don't forget. All right, um, I guess I'll just end there. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Proving that proud boys are proud of the wrong thing. <laughs> what? Have you ever, like, if there's even a little bit of egg, like, fucking rind in my anything and it's in your teeth and it's like, ah, nah, nah, nah. how impossible? What is wrong with these people? Just proven points is beautiful. Uh, Sophia Guerra, hooray. All right. Your next comedian, she's so amazing and wonderful and so funny and incredible. I'm going to give you extra time, my dear friend, because I'm going to smoke during your set, but I'm going to be standing at the door listening because I know you're working on it. I'm talking to you, Lauren, uh, because I'm do I know you're new, doing new jokes and doing new things, but I do. I have to smoke a cigarette because everyone's been so generous with me today and these dabs and all the shit. Uh, so everybody so amazing. Hey, come out to on this Sunday to the punchline because Lauren Kraut is hosting this Sunday for the She's passed at the punchline. Everybody put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Instagram people. I have um, I have one good eye eyebrow, eyebrow, and one that's struggling to keep up. And I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eye, by the good eye has the bad eyebrow, and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. And this just wreaks havoc with my OCD and sense of balance. I can't tell you. The bad eyebrow makes me look like I'm unfinished. Like God said, oh, fuck it. A little Maybelline will fix that. What's life if not a challenge? And I said to God, I accept your challenge, but I will not hide my deformity behind some, I will hide my deformity behind some oversized Ray-Bans because I'm classy. I will not put on some mascara like some common floozy. No. But God was not to be outdone by this wannabe lesbian. And she said, I'm taking away your sight in your other eye. Good luck trying to pass your D your uh, driver's license exam now. Yes, God can be a nasty fuck at times. I um I wanted to talk about this. Uh, this wasn't on my list of things, but I had um my six month checkup today. I go every six months for for my uh, bladder cancer thing, and uh, usually the doctor is there pretty quickly. They come in, they prep you. You're laying there with your knees up in the little stirrups, and you're half exposed to the world, and you're just by yourself, and you're waiting and waiting. But she was like a half an hour, and I'm laying there going, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do? I mean, I can't have 
entertain. I mean, there was nobody to talk to. I was watching the clock and the t time tick, 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 tick. So finally, the nurse comes back. She said, oh, they're, she's running a little behind. She's going to be, and I'm like, can you help me? Like, I'm stiff. <laughs> and so she stretched me out, and then she, she had to get me back ready, and I was like, then I'm, I don't know. There's no funny in that, but it was just a weird experience. Um, and then the doctor comes in, and she's all, she had just read my chart, so she's thinking about what she had just read, but it, for me, it's six months ago. I don't fucking remember what I did six months ago. She's like, you were bleeding, and, blah, 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 and you should go have another colonoscopy. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that was six months ago. I don't. I didn't remember. You remember? Yeah. So it's, I'm. I don't. I'm just thinking more about more recent things. I'm thinking, um, but she's not there. Last time she came in, I. I showed my tattoo to the nurse, and she was very impressed, and she went and told the doctor, and then the doctor came in. She said, I hear you got some ink. And so I showed her, and then she showed me hers. She had her names of her kids, three kids, written in Sanskrit. You couldn't tell what it was. It just looked like little snakes were crawling on her arm. In for that, I guess that's her, her background. I don't know what Sanskrit, where anybody know what Sanskrit is? It's old. Um, so she had that, so we compared tattoo, I don't know, that was weird. Um, all right, I did, uh, did I do math anxiety? I didn't talk about math anxiety, okay. In, what? Or did I? <laughs> Fuck, I wouldn't know if I did or not. In addition to my many afflictions, of which you have heard many some over the years. I also have math anxiety. This, when confronted with a math problem, my mind freezes like a pond in late January. I can't, I can't do math. It just the only thing that's working is fear. A greasy bastard fear. What's ninety-eight minus four hundred and twenty? I don't know. Ah, I can't even do that. Don't be asking me to figure out how old someone is who was born in 1987. I can't do it without a calculator. It drives me crazy. Can you do 253 divided by 27 in your head? No, it's hard. That's what I go through all the time. Math anxiety isn't written about in the DSM. You won't find a pill regimen that will fix it that you can take every day. Math anxiety is, is designed by um, algebra teachers across America to root out the artists and English majors and expose them what they for what they truly are, posers. Because those of us with math anxiety are not truly grown-ups. We may stand up here with our degrees in creative writing and tell dick jokes like nobody's business. But don't be asking me to figure out how old Someone is who's born in 1942. Or don't be sending me into a coma unless you really don't like me and you want to see something exciting for next year's Christmas party. Thank you. All right. Ah, I stepped on that. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about a lot of stuff on the bus, uh, but I always do. There's so much activity going on in the bus. People get on. You do you, do you think about like where they're coming from and where they're going and what they're like 
what the relationship is and who their kid is and why they're doing the sitting and why they threw something out the window and yeah why do they do that I don't understand yeah I mean come on you want to say something to them but you value your life and you want to get to your next stop yeah, so it's like okay bless you that's my time thanks very much crowd she'll never throw a beer can out a window no she'll put it in my purse and then we'll hang out on the bus like we do all the time i love lauren crowd yay uh your next comedian also a beautiful lovely human being clap your hands together for kavita sing yay it's kavita it's kavita and then it's brady yay kavita yay I have I have nothing I have nothing to offer at this mic right now. I'm sorry. Just uh whatever. All right. I didn't comb it today, but thanks. Pam. What else? <laughs> Tell me more. Okay. Um I uh okay, okay. So a few days ago, a few days ago on the weekend there was um a shooting that was a block away from my apartment. Um yeah, woo, mass deaths. Yay! Um, and it's, it's insane. The first thought I was, I was just like, oh my God, my rent's going to go down. Like I was so excited. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's, I, there was a, there was a guy, there was an interview when this guy was injured and he was like, I'm grateful to be alive. I was like, not yet. Not after you've seen those medical bills, you're going to wish that that bullet got you in the head. I feel like if I, if I was shot, I would absolutely take an Uber. Like never a hundred percent. I would never get in an ambulance because that thing it's 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 bad, you know, at least at least at least with an Uber I like know the cost up front, okay? And you know, I can I can revel in my experiences with another passenger. Um and the max that they would charge me is two hundred dollars for the bloody mess, you know? Um better yet, there's the forty eight that also comes at Harrison and twenty fourth. That's only three dollars. And yeah, exactly. And if anyone's like, oh, there's a medical emergency on the bus, we can't get off, they'll make sure that you're removed from that bus. Um, and on top of that, I hate hospitals. My grandma got, um, she got COVID. Um, she's fine. She's, she's the biggest bitch, but like in a good way. Um, she got COVID and like, it wasn't bad. Like her oxygen levels were a little bit low. And my parents were like, oh, we got to take her to the ER. Go Kavitha because uh, she infected my whole family. So I had to take my grandma to the ER. And a part of me was like, the wait's going to be really long. What if we just wait for it to get worse? And then maybe they'll be treated. Okay. Um, all right. Don't look at me. Uh, um, I think vibrators are like kind of intense these days. They're really intense. I feel like the newest vibrators are made at the intersection of like jacuzzi and like fighter pilot technology. Um, it's really insane. Like I, I got this new vibrator and I didn't do my research, which I realized once my pussy fell off. Um, it was it was so it was it was like uh, it was too much. It was too much. Um, and I didn't read the fine print where it basically said that your vag needed to be made of iron ore. Um, so that was like my mistake, but you know, that's the thing. It's crazy. There are all these like crazy settings and like crazy vibrator technology these days. It's like radiation resistant, ergonomic, fits in your purse. <laughs> I'm like, yay. 
Um, but I wish there was like some novice setting, <laughs> you know, um, something that says like, for the girl who was caught jerking off at nine by her mom, something I can digest. Uh, but yeah, no, my, vi my boyfriend was like really excited to use my vibrator until he saw that it was like chained to the wall. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> He's like, why don't you want to use it? I'm like, it gets angry if you don't feed it. Um, okay. Uh. That's it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Coming to sing, everyone. Yay. Her iron ore vagina. I'm so excited that... No, honestly, like, I know about everyone's dicks, but finally I get to know about people's vaginas, too. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I just, I listen to everybody's sets. I'm sorry. It's not, I'm not a predator. I just listen to everyone's sets. And uh, you can't be stalking if you were here first. I was here first, and then you talked about your dicks and your vaginas. Okay. I brought, I definitely brought the room down. Uh, your next comedian will definitely be talking about dicks. Put your hands together for Brady Pearson! Well, that too. I mean, I am that old, but caution, trigger warning. We're talking about pride. Because it is pride, right? Trigger warning, there are gay people. Did, are there any other gay people in the room right now? I know you, Lauren. It's like right now, it just seems like we need to remind people that there are gay people in the world. Right? Like, oh, by the way, we're here. I mean, and I know as beautiful as I am, and you think like, God, what else does he do? I mean, I do more than suck dick, okay? I really do more. And, 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 and I tell jokes sometimes, too. I mean, I am more than just a cocksucker, okay? Because if I'm not gay, what else am I, right? If I'm, not, if I'm not sucking dick, what makes me gay, right? Is it my fabulous sense of style? Well, there's that, right? Yeah, there, it's true. It's true, and I am probably more sausage than most straight guys, but... Um, so, yeah, so um, I just moved um, from neighborhoods. I just came... I went from the mission to the Tenderloin. Thank you. Now, I've lived in every kind of city. I've lived everywhere, and... I finally feel like I have found the place where I kind of belong, man. Because, like, when I think of the Tenderloin, I think of the best cut, right? The Tenderloin is the best part of the meat, right? It's the center of the city. It's so delicious. And I can tell you the street I live on is savory. Spicy, kind of like, you know, if you can imagine, like in a high tuna steak, right? Lightly seared and blackened, but raw. Right? And then kind of left in the sun to bake for a while. I was sitting there, and um, so I live right around the corner from the KFC, right? You know, if, if you work in City Hall, it's, it's right there. And there is this guy, and he is sitting with the biggest pile of crystal meth I have ever seen in my entire life. And he is just sitting there, and he is smashing that motherfucker. He's going, bam, 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 and I just couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, oh my God, man, I can't believe you're doing that right out here in the open air. That's all going to blow away. What the fuck kind of addict are you? I thought you were good at your job. You had one thing to do. 
These are my weird thoughts. So does anyone think about like losing their virginity? Right? Like like so do you remember like on honest Charlie, like where were you when you lost your virginity, right? Do you remember? Okay, and so you remember when and years ago okay. Mm-hmm. But you remember exactly what happened, right? So when you lost your virginity, do you remember like where you were when it happened? So I have a quick question for the room. How could you have lost it? You know exactly where it went, right? We don't lose our virginity. I can tell you exactly where I threw mine, and you know, to this day, I have absolutely no regret. And you know, I still think I still say, "Thanks, Dad." I feel so close to all of you tonight. And this is for you, honest. Um, the story of the boys' camp that never was but could have been in Lake Putatinny, Wisconsin. It goes a little something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you, Putatinny. Putatinny every day. I love you, Putatinny. Putatinny all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, darling. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you and happy Pride. Have a great day. Thank you, Pam. Yay! Put it in me every day, all the way. Yay, Bray Day! A beret all day, I've already all night. All right, thanks for being here at the happy hour. We're all here, we're all having fun. If you stay to the end, there's only a couple comedians left, but if you do stay to the end, we're gonna be making a commercial and we'd love to have your voices on it if you're willing to stay. And your next comedian is so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Paul Robertson, Oh man, look at all the stars and future stars. And and then you guys. Uh I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get everyone on my side tonight. Okay. I'm trying to Hi Pam. You looking good? You can Are we going to Okay. Everybody be quiet for Pam. Um <laughs> What? Dude, I got to write some jokes. I'm going to try to write on stage. Uh, do you guys, any of you guys do that? You get your jokes by being up here? Is that ever? No? Okay. Yeah? There, there's a lot of, like, uh, like ethical non-monogamous people on dating apps nowadays. You know that? Some of you guys might know that. Sean knows it. He knows it. He's on. I saw him on there. He's browsing. Like... Dude, I, you can't fool me, man. I'm in real estate. I know if when you're trying to sell me a timeshare, bro. Like, you know, like this is a pussy timeshare, if you ask me. It's fine. Some people like a timeshare. It's cool. <laughs> I'm more of a traditional homeowner. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm trying to be like less cliche, but that's impossible because that's all I got. So. 
there's a uh, uh, yeah, it, like fellas, like this, I don't know how to say this, but uh, some some of the ladies say it's like hard to make them come. Um, like you know, I'm like blushing up here. It's not that hard, guys. Like you learn how to fly fish, you know. So yeah, just just pay attention, guys. It's not so hard to make guys come, actually. Uh, usually, like the most basic requisite is that she is alive, and then even then, sometimes that is not a prerequisite for the guy coming. Like sometimes it's necessary that she's dead. So, ladies, choose choose very wisely uh, who you will sleep with because your life's on the line. Guys can be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, you know, you guys know what a wet dream is? It's like back to 12-year-old stuff. You don't know what wet dream? It's, yeah. So a guy can successfully uh, actually come in his sleep. So it's pretty basic. Like, you know, like if you can do something in your sleep, it's pretty easy to, to do. I can't drive in my sleep successfully. So, like, you know. Um, blind people get shafted, huh? That sucks. <laughs> That's hard to be blind. I have a blind neighbor. I help her sometimes. Other times I like go across the other side of the street because she's like walk so slow. Hope her uh, heightened sense of smell doesn't pick me up downwind or whatever. Um, yeah, but blindness is hard. I think like the technology you get as a blind person compared to other medical technologies would be like if you were the unloved stepkid at Christmas. Uh, like, you, if you're, I don't know, I'm trying to rework some stuff here into some kind of Christmas metaphor, but I don't care that much, and, uh, that's my life. Um, I'm gonna bail on it. I'm gonna do it some other time. Let's see. I have a good 32 seconds. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, nah, she's pretty old, dude. Like, old Japanese lady. I think I'm gonna, yeah. Okay. I did great. Thanks. Bye. He did great. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everybody. It was Paul Robertson. Yay. Go to see the Hungry Eye this Wednesday. Value culture. Big show. Big show. Yo. Yay. Uh, your next comedian. Oh, just such a favorite of Mutiny Radio. Such a doll and a joy and a wonderment. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you, everybody. How are we doing? It's good to be here. Uh, I just got, I got sexually assaulted for the first time, everybody. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. It felt fucking good. It felt good. I can't explain why, but it just felt like, it felt good to be wanted for once in my life, you know? It felt really good. And it was by a guy, too, which I feel like is more flattering, because they kind of have like an open season of what they want, but they saw this piece of meat, and they're like, let me take a bite. Uh, it felt good, you know? And it's like, I'm very insecure about my ass, so when they grabbed it, I was like, yeah, you go ahead, uh, uh, t take that cake, why don't you, Enrique, please? Good, good, good. 
But now it's at the point where I, I can only feel confident if I'm sexually assaulted. That's like not the good part, you know? I'm like wearing crop tops and I walk through construction zones. I'm like, what do we think, guys? What do we got? How do I look? Good, good, good. Got it. Uh, I did sports my entire life. Every single year for like 15 years I did sports and uh, I was bad every single year. Uh, if you couldn't tell by my physical stature. Um, I was bad every single year. It was honestly pretty impressive. There was only one year where I was really good, and that was just because I was held back from going into the majors. I stayed in the minors one year, and boy, you could dominate when you're six inches taller than every other kid. It felt good, dude. Felt very powerful. I played lacrosse, too, which, you know, you can look at me, and it makes a lot of sense, right? You know, I look like a lacrosse guy. But, like, it was so white that I arrived, and I was considered the minority on the team. <laughs> they were like, this is the darkest kid we've ever seen. This is great. I've never even met someone like this before. Um, but the there was this one story. I did competitive swimming. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, big competitive swimming fan, Spencer. Oh, cool. So I, was, I did this competitive swimming. One year I was at the swim meet, and there was a race that happened. There was an entire race that happened, and my team realized uh, that they forgot to send someone out. So they went up to me, and they were like, Ian, <laughs> can you go out there and do this entire race with nobody else in the pool and have all these kids and all their parents watch you do the race? And then we'll time you, and we'll compare the times to the other kids. And I'm like 11. I, I'm not going to say no, right? So I hop in the pool, and you know, there's a part of me that's like, when I'm <laughs> when I'm doing it, I'm like, they probably think I'm so good right now. <laughs> They're probably like, this kid is amazing. He's so incredible. What he's doing is great. We're gonna call the Olympics right now. It's amazing what he's doing. I got out of the pool. They compared the times, and I still got last place. <laughs> I still got last place, which means if you think about it, you know. I might be the only person in the history of ever to race against nobody and still lose. That's, impre that's impressive, I feel like. I think there's something to be said about that, okay? Uh, I get sleep paralysis sometimes. Does anybody else get sleep paralysis? Is that like a common thing? Yeah, you get it? What an insane fucking feeling. Right? It's insane. It's like, I, you don't need any drug. Try being held down by yourself. It's bad. Do we know what sleep paralysis is, right? We all know it. You just get held back and you see, like, creatures and stuff. I, I'm afraid to, like, open my eyes whenever it happens. But I was thinking, I'm like, how long over the course of human history have people experienced sleep paralysis? Like, imagine, like, 3,000 years ago, you're, like, in, in like, an, an encampment and you wake up one day and you're like... Yeah, dude, I had the weirdest fucking night. I was, I woke up, I couldn't move my entire body, and I saw dark shadows all throughout my room. That guy was then sacrificed to the sun that day. That's an insane feeling to have. Um, that's good. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it, at least. Um, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Man, I've done that joke in like a, a year and a half. I need it. Do you understand how I need it? Can you okay. please just do it just for me? Please. Okay, okay. But I, 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 let's see if I can remember it. Um, I don't watch porn. <laughs> it's true, Kavitha, it's true. Uh, okay, I, I, it's true. I don't, no, that's the thing. No one ever fucking believes me. No one ever believes me. 
Uh, especially straight men. Straight men never fucking believe me. Every time I tell a straight men I don't watch porn, they're like, no fucking way, dude. Fucking drop your pants right now and rub one out to prove to me that you don't need porn. To get a very competitive, and you know, I, I do it because I gotta prove my point, okay? You know, I gotta assert my dominance all over their ottoman. So, <laughs> but it's true. I, I don't watch. For, I, I just don't really like it. It's weird. It's just weird to me to watch someone do a thing and then you pretend to do that thing. That's what it is, right? I, I'm not gonna put on a video of Martha Stewart baking a cake and then like whisk in rhythm with her, you know? I'm like, come on, Martha, let's hit it, you and me, you know? Like, time the icing like it's the money shot. I'm like, oh, I missed it. Fuck. Go back 10 seconds. There we go. I got it. There was more to it, but I got the, that's the gist. Okay, bye. Thank you, everybody. That's for Pam. Yay! Yay! Thank you for doing the Martha Stewart joke. It's my favorite joke of your joke. I love Martha Stewart. I have an ultra to Martha Stewart in my house. I fetishize her, and that you have a joke about her just tickles me. I love you. Your next comedian, so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Yeah. Hey, do you guys, uh, you guys ever hear that Aztecs played like a game of like basketball where they kicked around severed human heads into hoops with their feet? That's pretty cool. You know, the most impressive thing about that game is they actually had to cut off the heads with their feet too. Did you know that? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Guys, uh, my uh, what's it? My my future father-in-law is uh, is a white drunk man who's pretty awesome. He uh, did a his ancestry.com recently, and he was upset that his results were not more Irish. Uh, so he was 98% Irish, and he was upset that he only got 98%. And I was like, "Listen, Bill, you text me blackout drunk every day at 7 p.m. with YouTube links to Pogue songs. You're Irish enough, okay? You're still plenty Irish. It's fine." Um, Oh, what is, oh, this one, my, oh, you got LeBron, people like to argue, I don't know if you guys are basketball fans, but a lot of people like to argue who's better, LeBron, James, or Michael Jordan. And I think it's pretty easy, at least for me. It's like, you can go to the stats, you can do whatever, but the biggest question that comes down to me is like, who was on the same team as one of them and fucked their mom? Not Michael Jordan. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's a better player, you know? I don't know if you know that, LeBron James, he had a guy on his team that fucked his, own, his mom while they were on the same team. And that, yeah, I think you take the L on that one. I don't think you're the best basketball player anymore. That's just the way I go about it. No, like I said, <laughs> like you can't even bench the guy. You can't even bench your stepdad when he sucks. You know what I mean? Like you, how are you the best player? Like Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face for no reason. He didn't even have to be deep dicking his mother. Anyway, okay. All right, <laughs> guys. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Steve Kerr was, uh, he's like just another variable in that situation. He didn't have anything to do with mom fucking. He's a cool, he's a cool thing to put in there, though. All right. My, uh, it is Pride Month. Somebody else is talking about this, like, uh, about how uh, oblivious I was. I've been to gay stuff my entire life. It's, uh, I had a grandma who was gay, and I had no idea until I was 15 years old. And uh, her name was Gedney, and she lived with her, she lived with her nurse female roommate for 40 years. <laughs> And I didn't find out until one day I was just like, oh, roommate for 40 years, gay. <laughs> and my parents were like, yeah, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's gay. You didn't know that? I'm like, little sus, I think. And she's like, yeah, she's gay. You, didn't, you seriously didn't put that together? I'm like, oh, no, okay. <laughs> it's just me being oblivious, not even thinking about it. just want to do a hack bit the entire time. It's just fun. She's a cool lady. All right, no joke there, but just a cool confession. 
What do we got there? Oh, I was walking through Soma, and uh, like you see the normal San Francisco stuff, so a syringe on the street, poop on the street. It's like normal, great. Then I walk past a planter, and I see a pile of candy in one planter. And I see one pile of candy, and I go across the street. I'm like, oh, that's weird. You see just a bunch of candy. I go to the next, uh, the next street, new planter, new pile of candy. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I keep going one more street, new pile of candy, but now it's my favorite candy. And I'm like, am I being hunted right now? Is this, what's happening right now? Is somebody just following me around, going like this pre-diabetic man will have a moment of weakness. And then when he, when he does, we're just going to fucking put a rope around his neck and drag him into fucking Mr. S. Like Pulp Fiction. I don't know. It's scary. And I was thinking, like, it could be like a witch thing, you know? Because witches, people being hunted, that's all real San Francisco stuff, right? It's all plausible. Or maybe I just, like, stumbled upon, you know, the, the free, the freegan candy San Francisco giveaway, a new, new thing on San Francisco Fun Sheep that nobody knows about. Find it, find it. Yeah, it's a freegan event. Eat sweeties out of a planter. What are you, a, what, a fucking a conservative? <laughs> it's like, what's the matter with you? Eat candy off the ground, you weirdo. Let me see. Grandma. Oh, hey. Oh, this one is stupid, but uh, what, this is an impre- a character called uh, the Southern Attorney Who Loves Dessert, okay? It's, uh, Your Honor, I do eclair. And then that's it. <laughs> yay! Wait, Doug Gallagher! We're doing... Yay, you're amazing, but I want you to do one more joke. Do one more joke. Try to remember the one about oh, okay. the children. Please oh. do that joke. Yeah, no problem. I can do okay. it. I think I can do it better because you had to remind me if I fucking couldn't. Uh, okay, so I used to be worried about getting shot in schools and I was a substitute teacher. And it sucked because, like, these kids fucking suck. I don't want to have to get murdered for Enrique, who's called me gay every day for the last, like, three weeks. What a horrible way to die. Getting get massacred in a hail of gunfire. It's like, but, you know, then you think about it and you're like, okay, what better way to mold young minds than off the back of a classroom wall, you know? Thank you for doing the joke for me, John. It's great. It's, it's funny with it. Bye, ladies. Yay. It's uh, You know that I love and respect you as a comedian when I know your jokes and then I ask for requests. Or or if you're on stage and you get lost in a joke and I look at you and give you a line and I'm like, <laughs> that's when you know, like, oh, you've been coming around. I listen. I, I eat so poor I can't pay attention. But you are a person who wants to do jokes. You're the last person, but you weren't on the list, but I don't know who you are, but you want to go up? You're not doing jokes today. You were just checking it out? Cool. That's super rad. Just Are you sure you don't want to go up? It's a really low bar. You saw how low the bar is. It's a really... Please go up. Talk about yourself. We're interested. You have an accent. We'll ask you questions. Oh, wait. Who needs Shakur? I'm sorry. Yes. There is another actual comedian. You think about this. I'm sorry, I got lost in his eyes. You know, he's like an aha video over here. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Hunayn Shakur, yay! Thank you. Um. <laughs> it's okay, it's not the first time she's forgotten about me. Just very, very motherly. Um. Um, I realized I'm growing a single eyebrow, um, and so I'm treating it like uh, religious parents treat their kids. I'm keeping a close eye on them, 
And if they get too close, you're cutting it off. Right. Um, um, uh, I like SF. I like the homeless here. They seem like they're really smart. I don't know if you've ever been in the library, but they're always in there. They're reading, getting educated. I was walking down the crosswalk the other day, and a homeless guy popped out of the bush. He was like, everything seems like a dream or is a dream. And my friend was like, I think this guy's crazy. I was like, no, he that's Edgar Allan Poe. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. Um, I don't like when people use words I don't understand. I was at work and someone was like, Kunaid, how does it feel being part of the South Asian diaspora? I was like, what the fuck did you just call me? You can't say that at work. Um, and then I learned what it means. It means someone who's been dispersed from their homeland. I was like, I was born here. This is still racist. Um, but my grandfather, he's part of the diaspora. He was dispersed in the Pacific Ocean. So. Um, I had thumb surgery recently, not because anything was wrong, but I hit my deductible for the year, so I wanted to take advantage of it. Um, and I was getting knocked out, and as I was falling asleep, the doctor was like, you're going to start getting sleepy, and you're going to knock out. And I was like, this isn't the first time I've fallen asleep during a hand job, so I'm accustomed to it. Um, and then I woke up in screaming pain, and he was like, Never received a hand job like that before, have you? And I was like, you can't say that. You're a medical professional. <laughs> I'm reporting you to the board. Um, my entire life, I thought I was unathletic. And then recently, I went to the doctors. Turns out, I have athlete's foot. So I was wrong this entire time. But the way he said it was kind of rude. Like, I was at the doctor's office. He's like, Kuna, you have athlete's foot. I was like, you didn't need to do the air quotes. <laughs> Like, we both know what's on my chart. Uh, I'm trying to find the silver lining in it, though. Whenever I meet women, I'm like, hey, I'm actually athletic. And they're like, Kunaid, you don't look athletic. I was like, girl, wait till you see this foot. I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, um, when I travel, I like to stay at hostels. Um, I like it because I've always wanted to know what it's like to pay to stay in a prison cell. Um, but if you don't know what it is, it's like, if a hotel room is eating at a restaurant. A hostel is like splitting a Subway sandwich with six dudes and getting a fungal infection. It's cheap, but you're going to regret it. <laughs> um, I have a friend who's uh, actually depressed, not Tumblr depressed. But what that means is he needs like a checklist to get through his day. Like, So there's normal stuff. There's um, eat breakfast, take a shower. But at the end of his list, is a suicide. And I was like, what's up with this one? And he's and he told me, I just realized that no matter how successful I am, I'm never going to get the satisfaction of checking that one off. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he's right. It's kind of like trying to lose your virginity. You can try to do it alone, but you're going to need someone to help you check that box. So, All right. Thank you. Um, I don't have a security system at my apartment, so I do what my mom used to do, and I take boots, and I leave them outside the front door so it looks like there's a real man that lives in the house. But it doesn't work when you wear a size 7, because someone's just going to see that and be like, oh, I'm going to rob this child <laughs> and take their boots. Another thing my mom used to do is she used to leave the kitchen lights on at night, which I never understood because... 
if I was like gonna rob a house and I saw the kitchen lights at 3 a.m., I'd be like, someone's just high making grilled cheese. So I'm definitely gonna rob this house and I'm gonna get a snack while I'm at it. All right, thank you. Yay, Unai Shakur! Yay! I say Unai Shakur is the sleeper hit right now of San Francisco comedy, everybody. Uh, Unai Shakur. No, you have a lot of great jokes. You're a good writer and you're funny and you keep showing up. Uh, it's hard to uh, get yourself above the sea of comedians. Everyone looks the same. This, hey, red jacket guy, you want to try it? He doesn't want to try it. Well, we did it, friends. We did it tonight. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all. And we're ending early, and that's great because there's other open mics that people can go to. Uh, I'll leave you on one last joke. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. They're just words, everyone. Stop freaking out. Have a great week. Yay. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up.
Hey kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautiful. Oh, all right. No, no, there's no reason to be nervous. Basically, what's going to happen is okay. that I've got all the microphones up, and we're going to do some stuff. We're going to figure it out with some music. It's no big deal. We're live. No one's live. Really, I mean, people might be listening live. But Are you I listening? Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna have, like, I've got some, I've got some music I can put on the behind, and I we're gonna do some things, and all we're basically looking for with these microphones, yeah. and you have to be in an actual microphone, you can't just be like, hey, you gotta be um, all directional like that. In it, girl. Right. <clears throat> I'm also in it to win it. These, Woo, these are yeah. the things, these are the things that we're trying to <laughs> highlight. It's a comedy crawl. <laughs> There's five shows in two days. two days. The first day is the Soma, and it's uh, Barbary Coast at 6, which is a weed store, which is awesome. awesome. And so it's a comedy in a weed store. Hello. Super fun. And then we walk around the corner to OMG, and there's a bar, and it's a great opportunity to watch comedy with that beautiful stage. And they have $4... <laughs> Four dollar drafts, which is a great super steal. I mean, I mean, four dollar beer, four dollar right? Four dollar, four dollar racer fives, so not just like a Modelo or a is fucking I, like a stupid I PPA. No, right like an IPA, like a real I racer five right for four dollars at on cool Friday. Right, I know, but so these are the things we have to talk about. So, but right. so they're gonna be buying, and then on Saturday day yeah. itself, there's the two o'clock show at Atlas, four o'clock at Asiento, and they're having a special, and she gave it to me today. Oh, and it looked so delicious, and it was thirteen dollars. I was like, oh my god, what is it again? And I was like, so I was like, oh shit, and I need to, I need to look it up. Okay. Anyway, so that's All at right. four o'clock, and at six o'clock we're gonna be here. But it's thirty bucks, and people are gonna they get a t-shirt. We and get you get access you get to, to hang all out the with cool us. shit. You get to hang out with, and you get to hang out with all the cool people. Dakota may or may not have just a backpack full of pre-rolls. Wait, so but we're but how do we make this? We're gonna make we're gonna make a commercial, and I mean we have to make all of that happen in a commercial and make it cool, but it just has to be for a minute long. So everyone's got a microphone, and we got stuff, and. I can just, whenever I press play here, I'll press play and then we'll figure it out and then I can cut it from there, so. What are you doing this weekend? I know what I'm doing. I'm doing I'm not going. You know what you're doing? Oh my God, I hear there's a fantastic pub crawl happening from Mutiny Radio. Friday and Saturday, the Friday 16th and, and 17th. Saturday. Yeah. I know of June. It's June. June. Five shows. Five, Five shows, shows. Two days. Five venues. Free T-shirt. Sorry, Free guys. I'm too busy crawling. I've been. I, I saw. It said something about a crawl, and oh. I've been crawling on my hands and knees. 
It's uh, a comedy crawl. Yeah, and uh, I it's, it's 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 been a long way to get here, but you know, I at the end of the journey, there's there's weed and uh, at the dispensary because it starts at Barbary Coast. Yeah, and that's where you can legally buy and smoke weed and watch comedy at the same time. Then you can go to OMG right there in Soma right after that. We can right around there, the right? corner. And that's I will be and more comedy. Is, you know, it's gonna be amazing. Yes. That's Friday and Saturday. They start at, at Atlas, two o'clock, on the sidewalk like weirdos. But we're all gonna have T-shirts together that match, so we get to look even weirder. And then we go four o'clock to Asiento. Woo! Yeah, take a seat at Asiento, eat some delicious food, and laugh at super comedy with everybody from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And then at six o'clock. We come right on right back, back on here. here. Yeah. And we just keep going because we have not had enough. <laughs> and you know what's the best part about those is they are all within walking distance from each other. You can walk from Atlas to Asiento to Mutiny Radio. Is that it's a crawl. It's, it's a, a comedy crawl. Well, that's what we're calling by that. The more we drink, the funnier we are. Check us out on Eventbrite. I'm Spencer Devine. I'll be there. I'll be there, too. Yay, yep. Laura Crowd. Yay. So we'll Brady Pearson. So we'll Pam Benjamin. We all win. Yay. Yay. I had nothing in my brain. I was, and then people were talking, and I'm like, I have nothing to add to this. Yeah, I'm just not. This is, it was not in my not my improv moment. You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. What are you doing this weekend? I know what I'm doing. You know what you're doing? Oh my God, I hear there's this fantastic pub crawl happening from Mutiny Radio. Friday and Saturday, the Friday 16th and, and 17th. Saturday. I yeah. know of June. It's June. Mm. Five shows. Five, five shows. shows. Two days. Five venues. Free T-shirt. Sorry, guys. I'm too busy crawling. I've been. I, I saw. Said something about a crawl, and oh. I've been crawling on my hands and knees. It's uh, a comedy uh, crawl. Yeah, and uh, I. It's, it's. It's. It's been a long way to get here, but you know, I. At the end of the journey, there's there's weed, and uh, at the dispensary. Because it starts at Barbary Coast. Yeah. And right. that's where you can legally buy and smoke weed and watch comedy at the same time. Then you can go to OMG right there in Soma right after that. We can right around there, the right? corner. And that's I will be and more comedy. Is, you know, it's going to be amazing. Yes. That's Friday and Saturday. They start at, at Atlas. Two o'clock on the sidewalk like weirdos. But we're all going to have T-shirts together that match. So we get to look even weirder. And then we go four o'clock to Asiento. Yeah, take a seat at Asiento, eat some delicious food, and laugh at super comedy with everybody from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And then at six o'clock, 
come right on right back, back on here. here. Yeah. And we just keep going because we have not had enough. And what's the best part about those is they are all within walking distance from each other. You can walk from Atlas Community Radio. Is that it's a crawl. It's, it's a, a comedy crawl. Oh, well, crawl. That's we're crawling by that. Yeah. Remember, the more we drink, the funnier we are. Uh, check us out on Eventbrite. Uh, I'm Spencer Devine. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there too. Yay, yeah. Laura Kraut. Yay. So we're Brady Pearson. So we'll Pam Benjamin. We all win. Yay. Yay. I, I had nothing in my brain. And then people were talking, and I'm like, I have nothing to add to this. Yeah, I'm just not. It's not in my not my improv moment. for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. 
Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! But not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. <laughs> in a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that, who's that? Go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows. Download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Sam Fran.
F-R-I-F at O-M-G. Third Fridays of every month at 7.30. Come to O-M-G on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics every Friday. San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at OMG. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Wow, what a theme song! Oh my God, welcome to L W A F L M O I T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Really You're happy here. to do this one because it's a switcheroo. Oh, my God. We are doing a switcheroo. We are so excited. We are so excited to be streaming first right now on Mutiny Radio, as we do every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You go to mutinyradio.fm. You hit play now. Boom. We are there. We are part of a full afternoon. You just heard... Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and then Ugly Sundays at 4. So we're right in the middle. We love being here. We love that Mutiny exists. All we say is contribute to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and throw a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. We are also a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name you need to search on your podcast app. And then boom. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. As you can listen to it, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our title says. Yeah, so what we... is our title again? It's L-W-A. Yeah. That's for N. Yeah, so it, it's abbreviated, Carl. Oh. Let's watch, for example, is the abbreviation okay. of Let Us Watch, the three okay. words. And then the letter A is actually an abbreviation for Uh. Uh-huh. Like because, sure. Yeah, because the next abbreviation, full hyphen length length yeah it starts with a consonant so the a abbreviation is actually pronounced uh when you do Mm -hmm. anyway fascinating (laughs) fascinating we are also broadcasting right now on we're not broadcasting we're on youtube as well so you can see us video and you can watch the movie with us so the idea is you go we're going to watch a full-length movie on youtube i'm going to tell you what it is 
Okay, here's how it works. You have a phone. Oh my god. All right, Carl, what is the movie this week? What are we watching? I don't know. Ghost in the Machine. I don't know. This is a switcheroo. I'm going in cold. Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Peter Sellers, right? Yes. That is so correct. We are watching. We're doing a switcheroo. Carl usually watches these movies <laughs> numerous times, takes copious, copious notes, and then also produce, writes a theme song at his that show. Years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So I am going. I watched a movie. It's called The Ghost in the Midday Sun. In the Midday Sun. And that is from 1973. Go ahead and type in Ghost in the Midday Sun in your YouTube search engine. We are looking for the YouTube channel VHS Archives. Oh, like VHS tapes. Right. That's short for video, horror, home, and home. suspense, right? Like, like, Isn't it video home film or something like that? Right? V- video home v- cassette. VHS. VHS, video home system. I know the V stands for (gasps) video, and the S is system. Mm -hmm. And then at home. At home. Okay, video at home, S archives. Okay, so now you said put in the YouTube search engine, ghost in the midday, noonday sun. Noonday is all one word. Yep. G-H-O-S-T. Of course, I know you knew that. There's one ghost. 1973. 1973. You're going to find it. You're going to see that crazy Peter Sellers face. Click the link. VHS Archives hosts it. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're all going to watch this movie. Let us watch together. Let us watch it together. So when we say go, you're going to hit press play. But I have a special treat for you. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, that's going to do our countdown while you go find this on YouTube and get yourself ready. Ooh, i got to get my... Collar, pop my collar for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm somewhere in my mini radio shirt. It's underneath here, as always. Hey, hey, your collar's popped. You now you so you do have ring around the collar. I Girls guess. on film. Girls right, on film. We just derailed this show. Hi, welcome back to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Go find Ghost in the Midday Sun. Hit link. Hit pause. We are now going to go to our celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jim Stencil. Welcome, Jim. I'm happy to be here. I'm not in traffic at all. Whoa! What happened? Call back. We're going to have to, wow, how did I blow that? We're going to have to start it over. All right. Well, listen, Jim Stencil, you are a, uh, you are out there and you are on the move. I'm I mean, on a bridge. <laughs> so, look, I never asked you really, are you an official comedian? I mean, the way we bump into each other is through podcasts, through the In Hot Water show. Are you a stand-up comedian? Great question. Great question. That's a kind of a questions I expect to hear on this show. No, I am not. I am, I don't even know what, I would consider myself a personality. Uh-huh. Oh, look at this. There's a guy just pulling over. I'm pulling over to pick me up on the side of a road. Unbelievable. Oh, you ever get anybody 
houses I'm picked up off the side of a road. This is the best celebrity comedian countdown ever. Unbelievable. I just got a ride on the side of the road. Some people now no, I am not a stand up. Uh Mr. Driver, would you say I'm a stand up? He wouldn't say that. Now I love Carl. Carl's a joke one of the greatest jokes. Hey Carl that I've ever run into. <laughs> So how did you get involved with the In Hot Water podcast with Gino Bisconti and everything? I mean, usually it's comedian-based. Oh, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell them all the time, I was just a fan. I'm just a fan. Can you put on a light in here, Tom? There we I'm, go. I'm a fan at heart, but uh, one thing led into the next, and uh, – I guess now a personality, I would call it. I always call myself a personality. Well, I'm not how call did you get a... to be an in-studio guest? I mean, you were a fan, and what? Did you hear about your podcast, get to know you that way? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I just went and started uh, hanging out. I never tried to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm just funnier than most people that go in there or something. So. I think so. Yeah, you think so. So I guess yeah. you're all so not funny that just a, a generic fan mm-hmm. was allowed to uh, <laughs> come in. Neither that. There's not enough funny comedians in New York. Because you know the problem with comedians in New York? Because they won't let people like Carl into LOLs because they're all filthy Italians. Yeah, and they're okay. all named. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, just to let the audience know, I I tried to do a set at LOL Comedy Club in <laughs> New York. You know, Visconti invited me down. He wasn't able to put me on, and uh, so yeah, I. Yeah, somebody. Just... What was that guy's name that didn't let you in? Let's get his name out there. Liamelli. It was some. I dumb... forget. I forget. Listen, because... the the point is, you comics are so full of shit. Like like mm-hmm. Carl is fucking funnier than half the comics I've ever seen. Anywhere I go see shows all the time, and fucking Carl is funnier than all of them. <laughs> and then, then I hear about, then I hear about he can't get on an LOL. Are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, they don't know. No, 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 no. Just be the face. That's right. That's why I'm going to get involved in arson and burn LOL down to the ground. We'll burn it to the ground. Totally unbelievable. Now, even though you're not a stand-up, recently you have been sharing the stage with the stand-up as you are now involved in prop comedy. Tell me about Uh, that. Listen, as we all know, prop comedy is the highest form of comedy. Yeah. No one would ever deny. Right? You were at the prop comedy. You were at the prop comedy experience. You were at the prop comedy experience. Anyway, it's one of the greatest uh, gifts to laughter is prop comedy. And and regular comedy is only dialing that back with words and all that. Yeah, so yeah. It's I'm like very words happy. without the props. It's weird. Yeah. It's like words. It's like words if it took skill. Listen. And I'm very happy to be a part of Gene Conti's prop comedy experience. But I don't know where this is going to go. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe. Uh, but we're not booked anywhere right now. There is no future venue that will be. Well, happening. you're the head writer. 
head right. <laughs> the prop shop, Joe C. Conti, I know. All right, well, I'll call him and try to get some gig going because this must have legs. This must continue. Oh, it's One got legs. Great calves, too. <laughs> okay, so listen, you're also a big part of the CMAS Collective. You've got that podcast, and there's the Sports Mass podcast. Oh, it's totally talk about this. Yeah, how did you get started with that, and who is behind the mask, and anything you want to say about your Patreon? Uh, you've got it going on with these podcasts. I mean, you're a celebrity. Well, you're taking it a bit too far, but I thank you for that. Yes, Sports Mass Collective. I've never been wrong about one pick all year. I've called Great. everything. That was Sans, what we call it. Sports Mass Collective. The Ski Mass Collective, we just talk about everything that goes on in uh, podcasting in general. We call yeah. it out. We say the names. We don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything. So we're out here just to basically ruin our careers and save people's names. So that's why we're on ski. You did a great